0: act 4 of sir harry wildair by george farquhar this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org act 4 scene 1 a tavern enter captain fireball holding in clincher
1: come sir not drink the king's health pray now good captain excuse me look here sir Pulling out his watch. The critical minute! The critical minute, Faith! What do you mean, sir? The lady's critical minute, sir. Sir, your humble servant. Going. Well, the death of the Spanish king will... Returning. Eh? What's that of the Spanish king? Tell me, dear captain, tell
2: me.
3: Sir... If you please to sit down, I'll tell you that old Don Carlos is dead. Dead? Nay, then.
1: Sits down. Here, pen and ink, boy. Pen and ink, presently. I must write to my correspondent, in Wales, straight.
0: Dead. Rises and walks about in disorder.
1: What's the matter, sir? Politics. Politics. Stark mad with politics. Steath, sir. What have such
3: fools as you to do with politics?
1: What, sir? The succession. Not mind the succession. Nay, let's mind it already. Tis settled upon the Prince of France. What? Settled already? The best news that ever came into England. Come, Captain. Faith and truth. Captain, here's a health... To the succession.
3: Burn the succession, sir. I won't drink it. What? Drink confusion to our trade, religion, and liberties?
1: Aye, by all means. As for trade, do you see? I'm a gentleman, and hate it mortally. These tradesmen are the most impudent fellows we have, and spoil all our good manners. What have we to do with trade?
3: A trim politician, truly. What do you think of our religion, pray?
1: Hi, 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 religion. And what has a gentleman to do with religion, pray? And to hear a sea-captain talk of religion, that's pleasant faith.
3: And have you no regard to our liberties, sir?
1: Pshaw, liberties, that's a jest. We both shall have liberty to whore and drink in any government, and that's all we
2: care for.
0: Enter Colonel Standard.
2: Dear Colonel, the rarest news. Damn your news, sir. Why are you not drunk by this? A very civil question, truly. Here, boy, bring brandy. Fill. This is a piece of politics that I don't so well comprehend. Here, sir, drink it off, or... Draws. Expect your throat cut. Ay, ay! this comes of
1: a succession. Fire and sword already? Come, sir, off with it.
2: Pray, Colonel, what have I done to be burned alive? Drink, sir, I say.
0: Aside to Captain Fireball.
2: Brother, manage him, I must be gone. Exit. Aye, drink, sir!
1: Eh? What the devil, attacked both by sea and land? Look, ye gentlemen, if I must be poisoned, pray let me choose my own dose. Were I a Lord now, I should have the privilege of the block, and, as I am a gentleman, pray, stifle me with claret at least. don't let me die like a board with brandy, brandy, you dog abuse brandy, that treason
3: against the royal navy, Sirrah, I'll teach you to abuse the fleet here, shark,
0: enter shark,
3: get three or four of the ship's crew and press this fellow aboard the Beelzebub.
4: Aye, master.
1: Exit. What? Aboard the Beezlebub? Nay, nay, dear captain, I'll choose to go to the devil this way. Here, sir, your good health. And my own confusion, I'm afraid.
0: Drinks it off. Oh,
1: fire! Fire, flames, brimstone and tobacco.
0: Beats his stomach.
1: Here, quench it, quench it then. Take the glass, sir what another broadside nay then i'm sunk downright dear captain give me quarter consider the present juncture of affairs you'll spoil my head ruin my politics faith you will here shark well well i will drink the devil take shark for me drinks Whiz, buzz don't you hear it Put your ear to my breast and hear how it whizzes like a hot iron, eh? Bless me, how the ship rolls. I can't stand upon my legs, Faith. Dear Captain, give me a kiss. Ay, burn the succession. Look ye, Captain, I shall be seasick presently.
0: Falls into Captain Fireball's arms. Re-enter Shark and a sailor with a chair.
1: Yeah, in with him.
0: Aye, aye, sir. Avast, avast. They put Clincher into the chair. Here, boy. No Nantes left? Tops the glass. Bring him along. Politics,
1: politics, brandy politics.
0: Excellent. Scene 2. A room in Colonel Standard's house
5: enter lady lurwell and parley did you ever see such an impudent young rogue as that banter he followed his brother up and down from place to place so very close that we could not so much as whisper i reckon sir harry will dispose of him now madam where he may be secured but i wonder madam why clincher comes not according to his letter tis near the hour i wish parley that no harm may befall me to-day "'for I had a most frightful dream last night. "'I dreamt of a mouse.'" Tis strange, madam. "'You should be so much afraid of that little creature. "'That can do you no harm.'" "'Look ye, girl, we women of quality "'have each of us some darling fright. "'I now hate a mouse. "'My lady Lovecards abhors a cat. "'Mrs. Fiddlefan can't bear a squirrel.' The Countess of Piquet abominates a frog, and my lady Swimmer hates a man. Enter Marquis running. Madame, 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 tardy, voyez, l'argent, l'argent. Shows a bag of money. As I hope to breathe, he has got it. Well, but how? How, dear monsieur?
6: Ah, madame, beggar, monsieur, de Harry B. Won't be gone now. For ye, madame, me tell him that my brother in Montpellier did furnish his lady with ten thousand livres for the expense of her travail, and that she not being able to write when she was dying, did give him the picture for the city and the credin should receive the money from her husband. Marquis!
5: The best plot in the world. You told him that your brother lent her the money in France when her bills, I suppose, were delayed. You put in that, I presume? Oui, oui, madame. And that upon her deathbed she gave your brother the picture, as a certificate to Sir Harry that she had received the money, which picture your brother sent over to you, with commission to receive the debt?
6: Assurément. There was a politique, the France politique. See, madame, what he can do, the France Marquis. He did make the Anglais lady cockle her when she was living and shit him when she was dead, beggar. Ha, <laughs> ha! Oh, pardon, c'est bon.
5: Aye, but what did Sir Harry say?
6: Oh, beggar Monsieur Chevalier, he love his wife. He say that if she take up a hundred thousand livres, he would repay it. He knew the picture, he say, and order me the money from his steward. Oh, Notre Dame, Monsieur Sir Harry be one dupe.
5: Well, but, Monsieur... I long to know one thing. Was the conquest you made of this lady so easy? What assaults did you make? And what resistance did she show?
6: Resistance against the France Marquis? voyez, madame. There was three douleurs, one serenade, and two capres. That was all beggar.
5: Chatillanté. There's nothing in nature so sweet to a longing woman as a malicious story. Well, monsieur, tis about a thousand pounds. We go snacks.
6: Snack? Party for what? My snack, madame. Me will give you the present of 50 louis d'or. That is very good snack for you.
5: And you'll give me no more? Very well.
6: Very well? Yes, beg out his very well. Consider, madame, me be the poor refugee. May have nothing but the religious charité and the France politique, the fruit of my own address, that is
0: all.
5: Aye, an object of charity, with a thousand pounds in his fist. Hum. Knocking below. Exit parley. Oh, monsieur, that's my husband. I know his knock. He must not see you. Get into the closet till by and by. Hurries him in and if i don't be revenged upon your france politique then i have no english politique hang the money i would not for twice a thousand pounds forbear abusing this virtuous woman to her husband
0: re-enter parley
5: Tis sir harry madam as i could wish chairs enter
0: sir harry wildair
4: here mrs parley in the first place i sacrifice a louis d'or to thee for good luck
0: a guinea, sir. will do as well.
4: No, no, child. French money is always most successful in bribes, and very much in fashion, child. Exit parley. Enter
0: Dickie and runs to Sir Harry.
3: Sir, will you please to have your own nightcaps? Sirrah! Sir, sir, shall I order your chair to the back door by five o'clock in the morning?
4: The
0: devil's in the fellow.
4: Get you gone dicky runs out now dear madam i have secured my brother you have disposed the colonel and we may rail at love till we have a word more to say
5: ay sir harry please to sit a little sir you must know i'm in a strange humour of asking you some questions how did you like your lady pray sir like her <laughs> So very well, Faith, that for her very sake I'm in love with every woman I meet. And that matrimony please you extremely?
4: So very much, that if polygamy were allowed, I would have a new
5: wife every day. Oh, Sir Harry, this is raillery. But your serious thoughts upon the matter, pray?
4: Why then, madam, to give me my true sentiments of wedlock. I had a lady that I married by chance. She was virtuous by chance, and I loved her by great chance. Nature gave her beauty, education, and air, and fortune threw a young fellow of five-and-twenty in her lap. I courted her all day, loved her all night. She was my mistress one day, my wife another. I found in one the variety of a thousand. And the very confinement of marriage gave me the pleasure of change. And she was very virtuous? Look, you, madam, you know she was beautiful. She had good nature about her mouth, the smile of beauty in her cheeks, sparkling wit in her forehead and sprightly love in her eyes.
5: Pshaw! I knew her very well. The woman was well enough. But you don't answer my question, sir. So,
4: madam, as I told you before, she was young and beautiful. I was rich and vigorous. My estate gave a luster to my love and a swing to our enjoyment. Round like the ring that made us one, our golden pleasures circled without end.
5: Golden pleasures? Golden fiddlesticks? What do you tell me of your canting stuff? Was she virtuous, I say?
4: Ready to burst with envy, but I will torment thee a little. So, madam, I powdered to please her, she dressed to engage me. We toyed away the morning in amorous nonsense, lolled away the evening in the park or the playhouse, and all the night.
5: Look ye, sir, answer my question, or I shall take it ill
4: then madam there was never such a pattern of unity her wants were still prevented by my supplies my own heart whispered me her desires cause she herself was there no contention ever rose but the dear strife of who should most oblige no noise about authority for neither would stoop to command cause both thought it glory to obey
5: stuff 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 I won't believe a word (laughs) on't. Then, madam, we never felt the yoke
4: of matrimony because our inclinations made us one. A power superior to the forms of wedlock. The marriage torch had lost its weaker light in the bright flame of mutual love that joined our hearts before. Then...
5: Hold, hold, sir. I cannot bear it. Sir Harry, I'm affronted. (laughs) ha <laughs> Affronted! Yes, sir, Tis an affront to any woman to hear another commend it, and I will resent it. In short, Sir Harry, your wife was a...
4: Buzz, madam. No detraction. I'll tell you what she was. So much an angel in her conduct, that though I saw another in her arms, I should have thought the devil had raised the phantom, and my more conscious reason had given my eyes the lie.
5: Very well, then I aren't to be believed, it seems. But do you hear, sir? Nay,
4: madam, do you hear. I tell you, tis not in the power of malice to cast a blot upon her fame, and though the vanity of our sex and the envy of yours conspired both against her honour, I would
5: not hear a syllable. Stopping his ears. Why, then? As I hope to breathe, you shall hear it. bawling aloud. The picture, the picture, the picture! Oh, ran, tan-tan, a pistol bullet from ear to ear! That picture which you had just now from the French Marquis for a thousand pound, that very picture that your very virtuous wife sent to the Marquis as a pledge of her very virtuous and dying affection so that you are both robbed of your honour and cheated of your money. Louder! Louder, madam! I tell you, sir, your wife was a jilt. I know it. I'll swear it. She, virtuous, she was a devil. For <laughs> Was Whatever the like seen, he won't hear me. I burst with malice and now he won't mind me. Won't you hear me yet? No, no, madam. Nay, then I can't bear it. Burst out a-crying. Sir, I must say that you're an unworthy person to use a woman of quality at this rate when she has her heart full of malice. I don't know, but it may make me miscarry. Sir, I say again and again that she was no better than one of us. And I know it. I have seen it with my eyes. So I have. Good heavens, deliver me. I beseech thee. How shall I escape? Will you hear me yet? Dear Sir Harry, do but hear me. I'm longing to speak. Oh, I have it. Hush, hush, hush. Eh? What's the matter? A mouse. A mouse! A mouse! Where? 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 Your petticoats! Your petticoats,
4: madam! Lady Lorwell shrieks and runs off. Oh, my head! I was never worsted by a woman before. But I have heard so much as to know the Marquis to be a villain. Knocking. Nay, then I must run for it. Runs out and returns. The entry is stopped by a chair coming in. And something there is in that chair that I will discover... If I can find a place to hide myself. It goes to the closet door. Fast. I have keys about me for most locks about St. James. Let me see. Tries one key. No, no. This opens my lady Planthorne's back door. Tries another. Nor this. This is the key to my lady Stakehall's garden. It tries a third. Aye, aye, this does it, Faith.
0: It goes into the closet and peeps out. Enter Shark and Sailor with Clincher in a chair, parley following. Hold, hold, friend. Who gave you orders to lug in your dirty chair into the house? My master, sweetheart. Who is your master, impudence? Everyone, saucebox. And for the present, here's my master. And if you have anything to say to him, there he is for ye. Lugs Clincher out of the chair and throws him upon the floor. Steer away, Tom.
4: Exit with Sailor. What the devil, Mr. Jubilee, is it you? Bless me. The gentleman's dead. Murder!
5: Murder!
0: Re-enter Lady Lorwell.
5: Protect me. What's the matter, Clincher? Mr. Clincher, are you dead, sir? Yes. Oh, then just well enough. Are you drunk, sir? No. Well, certainly I'm the most unfortunate woman living. All my affairs, all my designs, all my intrigues Miss Carey, For the beast. But, sir, what's the matter with you? Politics. Where have you been, sir? Shark. What shall we do with him, Polly? If the colonel should come home now, we were ruined. Enter Colonel Standard. Oh! Inevitable destruction!
2: Aye, aye,
5: unless I
4: relieve her now, all the world can't save
2: her. Bless me! What's here? Who are you, sir? Brandy. See there, madam. Behold the man that you prefer to me. And such as here all those top gallants that daily haunt my house, ruin your honour and disturb my quiet. I urge not the sacred bond of marriage. I'll waive your earnest vows of truth to me, and only lay the case in equal balance, and see whose merit bears the greater weight, his or mine.
4: Well argued, Colonel.
2: Suppose yourself freely disengaged, unmarried, and to make a choice of him you thought most worthy of your love. Would you prefer a brute, a monkey, one destined only for the sport of man? Yes, take him to your bed. There let the beast disgorge his fulsome load in your fair, lovely bosom. Snore out his passion in your soft embrace, and with the vapours of his sick debauch, perfume your sweet apartment.
5: Ah, nauseous, nauseous, poison!
2: I ne'er was taught to set a value on myself, but when compared to him, there modesty must stoop and indignation give my words a loose, to tell you, madam, that I am a man unblemished in my honour, have nobly served my king and country, and for a lady's service I think that nature has not been defective.
4: You gad, I should think so too. The fellow's well made.
2: I'm young as he. My person, too, as fair to outward view, and for my mind I thought it could distinguish right, and therefore made a choice of you. Your sex have blessed our isle with beauty.' by distant nations prized. And could they place their loves aright, their lovers might acquire the envy of mankind, as well as they the wonder of the world.
4: Ay, now he coaxes. He will conquer unless I relieve her in time. She begins to melt already.
2: Add to all this, I love you next to heaven. And by that heaven I swear, the constant study of my days and nights have been to please my dearest wife. Your pleasure never met control from me, nor your desires a frown. I never mentioned my distrust before, nor will I now wrong your discretion, so as ever to think you made him an appointment.
5: Generous, generous man, weeps. Nay then, tis time for me.
4: I will relieve her.
0: Steals out of the closet, and coming behind Colonel Standard, claps him on the shoulder.
2: Colonel, your humble servant. Sir Harry, how came you hither?
4: Ah, poor fellow, thou hast got thy load with a witness, but the wine was humming strong. I've got a to touch on't myself. Reels a little.
2: Wine, Sir Harry, what wine? Why,
4: twas new Burgundy, hiddy stuff, but the dog was soon gone, knocked under presently.
2: What then, Mister Clincher was with you, it seems, eh?
4: yes faith we've been together all this afternoon tis a pleasant foolish fellow he would needs give me a welcome to town on pretence of hearing all the news from the jubilee the humour was new to me so toot we went but tis a weak-headed coxcomb two or three bumpers did his business aside to lady lorwell ah madam what do i
0: deserve for this
5: look ye there sir You see how Sir Harry has cleared my innocence?
0: Aside to Sir Harry Wildair.
5: I'm obliged to you, sir, but I must leave you to make it out. Exit.
0: Parley following.
2: Yes, yes, he has cleared you wonderfully. But pray, sir, I suppose you can inform me how Mr. Clincher came into my house, eh? Aye.
4: Why, you must know that the fool got presently as drunk as a drum. So I had him tumbled into a chair and ordered the fellows to carry him home. Now, you must know he lodges but three doors off. But the boobies, it seems, mistook the door and brought him in here like a brace of loggerheads.
2: Oh, yes, sad loggerheads, to mistake a door in James's for a house in Covent Garden. Calls. Here. Enter footman. Take away that brute.
0: Footman, carry off clincher.
2: And you say it new Burgundy, Sir Harry? Very strong.
4: Colonel, there is some trick in this matter, and I shall be discovered. Aye, Colonel. But I must be gone. I'm engaged to meet... Colonel, I'm your humble servant. Going.
2: But, Sir Harry, where's your hat, sir?
4: Aside. Oh, Morbleu! These hats, gloves, canes and swords are the ruin of all our designs.
2: But where's your hat, Sir Harry? Aside. I'll
4: never intrigue again with anything about me but what is just bound to my body. How shall I come off? Hark ye, Colonel, in your ear. I would not have your lady hear it. You must know, just as I came into the room here, what should I spy but a great mouse running across that closet door? I took no notice, for fear your lady should be frighted, but with all my force, d'ye you see, I flung my hat at it, and so threw it into the closet, and there it lies.
2: And so, thinking to kill the mouse, you flung your hat into the closet. Aye, aye, that was all. I'll go fetch it. No, Sir Harry, I'll bring it out.
4: Goes into the closet. Now I have told a matter of twenty lies in a breath.
2: Sir Harry, is this the mouse that you threw your hat at?
0: Returns with the hat in one hand, and hauling in the marquee with the other.
4: I'm amazed
2: the I am amazed too. Look ye, Monsieur Marquis. As for your part, I shall cut your throat, sir.
4: Give me leave. I must cut his throat first. What?
6: What cut my throat? Beggar Monsieur, I have but one throat.
0: Re-enter Parley running. To Colonel Standard. Sir, the Monsieur is innocent. He came upon another design. My lady begins to be penitent. And if you will make any noise, twill spoil all.
2: Look ye, gentlemen, I have too great a confidence in the virtue of my wife to think it in the power of you, or you, sir, to wrong my honour. But I am bound to guard her reputation, so that no attempts be made that may provoke a scandal. Therefore, gentlemen, let me tell you, tis time to desist.
4: Exit, parley following. Aye, aye, so tis faith. Come, monsieur, I must talk with you, sir. Excellent. End
0: of Act Four